And here we go. Here we go on this Monday evening. It is March 13th, 2023. Six o'clock straight up, which means it is time for Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy very happy to have you with us. Very happy to be here on this evening. I hope you all had a good weekend. For many folks, uh, spring break has now sprung. Uh, it's spring break here in the city, so uh, all the schools are out. Faculty, staff, and students are running around. A lot of folks are uh, on vacation. But we hope that there are enough of you out there uh, to uh, listen to and enjoy uh, the, the big broadcast tonight uh, here on Real Talk Memphis. I have something in front of my face here, and I'm trying to figure out how to get it out. But that's okay. That's a whole other thing. That's the Facebook Live thing. So... Uh, Speaking of, there are many ways that you can uh, find us on this uh, fine piece of radio broadcasting. Of course, uh, we are on live right now, 91.7 on your FM dial. That will be WYXR. You can also find us on the uh, WYXR app. Uh, We are also uh, on TuneIn as well as Facebook Living tonight. I see, you know, we're we're out there tonight on the Facebook thing. Uh, When the show posts tomorrow... Uh, you can uh, uh, catch us uh, on uh, YouTube. And, of course, uh, we are a podcast, so you can always catch us wherever you get your podcast. So now that we have all that out of the way, uh, sit back and relax and buckle in and prepare for uh, what I hope will be a very good show tonight. We have three good guests, and so we are continuing our celebration of Women's History Month. And... Uh, uh, one of my guests is a Venetia Mitchell. She is the executive director of the Women's Business Center South, and she's going to tell us uh, about uh, what that organization is all about and really uh, kind of the state of play uh, in terms of women and women-run businesses, uh, Memphis and Shelby County, and what her organization uh, is doing uh, to help uh, create uh, some of the future entrepreneurs out there. Uh, also, uh, a little bit later on, we're going to be speaking with Mario Hendricks. Mario is the Vice President of Programs for Bridges USA. You know, we all know about Bridges and all the fine work that they do uh, here in, in our city, particularly with our youth. And uh, he's going to talk uh, a little bit uh, about uh, the Bridge Builder Program. Uh, Mario uh, has been with that organization for 20 years. He actually uh, was a member, and uh, he uh, is uh, now uh, in an administrative position for them. And... Uh, a little bit later on, uh, we're going to talk uh, with someone you We all remember what happened to Damar Hamlin, uh, the football player for the Buffalo Bills, who, uh, you know, uh, almost died on the field. He collapsed. His heart stopped. Uh, uh, he had a heart attack out there. Uh, if not for the work of uh, all the folks, through the trainers and, and all the athletic folks out there, 
you know, to help to save his life. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about uh, that tonight with Emily Carter. She's a certified athletic trainer uh, working, uh, uh, you know, in, in trying to keep these young folks safe. You know, a lot of athletes now, you know, preparing in the offseason, getting ready, uh, you know, for a brand new year. And, uh, you know, basically some of the things that they need to do uh, and things that she does as an athletic trainer uh, to help keep uh, folks uh, safe, especially our young folks. Uh, you know, as they uh, prepare for another season of sports. So uh, there you go. Uh, that is the lineup for this evening. Uh, once again, happy spring break to each and everybody out there. And, of course, uh, it is at this time of the program where uh, we celebrate you, your trip around the sun, your current trip around the sun. If you had a birthday over the weekend or uh, today or even this week, uh, we are celebrating you on this day. Uh, with a big shout-out, but we can't even think about doing a shout-out until I say, hit it, Brent. See, so you have to have the proper setup. See, so if you're going to do the birthday shout-out deal, you have to have the proper setup in order to be able to do that. So happy birthdays going out to the following folks. Tina Tilton is celebrating today. Happy birthday to Hudson Taylor. Mikhail Lowry, chairman of the Shelby County Commission. Celebrating his birthday today. Uh, Siobhan Washington Carruthers. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Tony Bratcher. Annie Chapman Spencer. Les Taylor. Sarah Stansbury is celebrating today, as is Shakira Thomas. Tavio Taylor. Olivia Jackson. And Tomika Hart Wigington. Happy birthday to each and every one. Wait a minute, Lola just, you know, I have to look at Lola to find out exactly what's happening here. Who's birthday? It is, you, you want to do it? You want me to do it? Okay, so uh, today is Lola's mother's birthday. Uh, can I get the name? Johnny Lee, Johnny Lee, listen, uh, I work with your daughter each and every week. And most of the time it's a pleasure. No, actually, all the time it's <laughs> all the time it's a pleasure. And uh, she wants to extend uh, uh, a happy birthday wish to you, mom, and so do all of us here at Real Talk Memphis. And for the rest of you as well, uh, we hope to be here next year as we celebrate your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Brim. So. Uh, there was some news today that uh, might have frightened a few people earlier. Uh, two big banks in this country uh, collapsed uh, earlier today. Uh, failure, as a matter of fact, so much the president had to get on uh, TV and say, don't worry about it. Everybody else, your bank, your money is fine. Your money is insured. Don't worry about it. Uh, I would say check your accounts anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when two big banks fall like that, it, it tends to create a bit of a panic uh, out here for the rest of us, but uh, uh, we are assured that your money is uh, insured and everything is in good shape. Uh, so don't worry about that. But again, keep up with your your account information uh, and and things like that because you never know what uh, might happen. Um, before I get to uh, the Memphis Tigers, uh, who are on their way to the NCAA uh, tournament. Uh, did anybody hear about what happened uh, to a man in Ohio, small town in Ohio? Uh, this gentleman apparently 
I don't know if he raises them or collects. I don't know what, but but he has zebras. Uh, yeah, you know the striped animals, zebras. He has zebras as pets. Well, uh, one of those zebras actually attacked him and bit off his left arm, the entire arm. Uh, we don't know why that happened, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, the zebra was put down. They actually tried to, as the man was laying on the ground and emergency personnel were trying to treat him, uh, the uh, zebra was actually, uh, they, they, they parked their vehicle, the emergency vehicle between themselves and the zebra, and the zebra tried to attack the vehicle. So, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not laughing at that in particular, but, but that's, you know, again, why anybody would want to have um, uh, pets, uh, like wild animal pets, uh, keep them. We've seen story after story, example after example of situations uh, like that. So uh, it could have been worse, uh, but uh, it was uh, clearly uh, bad enough. Um, there were uh, three teenagers uh, that escaped from uh, the Wilder uh, Juvenile Facility uh, in West Tennessee or earlier today. Uh, they have yet to be caught. Uh, they are, uh, by all measures, uh, they are armed and dangerous. It was the uh, Wilder Youth Development Center in Fayette County. Uh, and they all escaped this morning. They are to be considered uh, dangerous individuals. They are all young men, uh, but again, they escaped, and uh, they are still at large uh, at this hour. Uh, apparently, they uh, got out sometime about 10 o'clock uh, last evening. Dyersburg police are looking for a kidnapping suspect after a woman says she's been held captive for the last two months. Uh, she recently escaped uh, from a closet in a house. Uh, turns out to be the ex-boyfriend that is the one that the police are pursuing. Uh, he held her captive for two months in a closet. Uh, very little food and, and not much else there, but she's looks like she's going to be okay. Very malnourished, uh, but looks like she's going to be uh, okay uh, in the end. So all hail the Memphis Tigers. Uh, they not only won their tournament over the weekend uh, by beating Houston, uh, they are now uh, on their way to the NCAA tournament. Uh, they play this Friday night. Uh, they play Florida Atlantic University. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be fun. Uh, that game is going to be tough. Uh, but again, uh, to go the the AC again, we don't know exactly. I don't. I hadn't heard what time on Friday night, but they play late on Friday evening uh, in Ohio, I believe it is. So, go Tigers, go! Uh, let's uh, let's root our boys uh, on to uh, victory. I'm trying to see. Not a whole lot uh, else uh, going on uh, in, in reference to the usual uh, foolishness and nonsense. Uh, you know, we were talking uh, before the show started about uh, the Tennessee State House uh, passing a law, you know, about these drag, uh, the strippers and, and, and the drag shows uh, and, and things like that around here. We spend all this time uh, passing a law that says you can't have, you know, these, these type of events and uh, out in public and things like that uh, when we have so many other issues that we could be dealing with, like, oh, I don't know, violence for one thing. Uh, these uh, shootings that happen every 10 minutes around here, uh, the, the permitless carry of 21-year-olds, maybe 18-year-olds soon if they can pass that bill. Um, you know. But anyway, that is a personal comment from me. Having said all of that, I'm going to end this new segment by saying uh, we're going to take our first break. And when 
we come back. We're going to get this show started uh, on this um, Women's History Month right here as we celebrate the spring break edition of Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center 2022-2023 season, which continues in downtown Memphis. Experience live entertainment with music, magic, and more, including the return of Orchestra Unplugged and the Songwriter Series events. More information and the full lineup at orpheum-memphis.com slash onstage. The On Stage at the Halloran Center season presents the Memphis Songwriter Series, hosted by Mark Edgar Stewart. Mark and his musical guests take audiences on a journey behind the music, sharing stories and introducing new works. The next event is on Thursday, March 16th, featuring Alexis Grace, Alice Hazen, and Yella P. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. Hey, I'm Will from Crosstown Brewing Company. We support WYXR 91.7 FM. A favorite beer is just like a favorite song. We feel something new every time we encounter them. Cheers to playing the hits and tasting the notes. WYXR is supported by Minglewood Hall, presenting Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Spanning three and a half decades of touring and recording, Big Head Todd and the Monsters is a blues-inspired rock band and has earned endorsements from Robert Plant to the Denver Broncos. More information at MinglewoodHallMemphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on uh, this uh, Monday night. I hope you uh, managed to uh, get your clock situation right. You know, it's spring forward, fall back, I believe it is. And so now we're seeing brilliant sunshine outside. However, uh, it is a bit chilly and it's going to be downright cold tonight uh, with uh, frost warnings, freeze warnings in effect. So if you're going out tonight, make sure you take that coat. All right, so... Um, as I said before the break, we are uh, talking about uh, Women's History Month, and uh, we're commemorating uh, the achievements of, of all our women out there. And so I decided uh, that I wanted to talk a little bit about the business uh, atmosphere uh, in reference to uh, Memphis uh, and, uh, and, and, and the Mid-South, uh, Shelby County. So I invited... Uh, our first guest on the show, I'm glad she accepted. Her name is Venetia Mitchell. She is the executive director of the Women's Business Center South. And Venetia, it is good to see you and welcome to Real Talk Memphis. 
Thank you for having me, Chip. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So uh, for those of us uh, who don't uh, really know, uh, kind of explain uh, what it is that uh, your organization does uh, in terms of, uh, of, of women and uh, the business folks and entrepreneurs and things like that. What does the Women's Business Center South, uh, what is your, your focus? Absolutely. Well, we are the result of a partnership between the SBA, the Small Business Administration, and an organization called WeBeck South, which is part of the largest national certifier of women-owned businesses in the country. So if a woman wants to do business with a corporation, um, oftentimes certification will be required. And so that's a great pathway to open some doors there. So those two organizations got together, created the Women's Business Center South, which is a physical location inside of Crosstown Concourse. We do request appointments because we like to be able to service our WBEs or Women Business Enterprises one-on-one and with trainings and introductions to coaches. But we provide what we call technical assistance. And so that's really support that is designed to make sure that a business is able to start, that it is sustainable, and that it can grow. And so that can be in really any of those back of the house managerial areas, Mm -hmm. bookkeeping, access to capital, HR, um, some organizational structural things, business planning, um, is really what we do to make sure that our women business owners in the area have great support. Looks like you're trying to uh, to, to make sure they have uh, not only support but uh, success as well. What would you say uh, as someone who, who who deals with this on a daily basis uh, uh, in, in, in terms of the women businesses, what does the landscape look like uh, right now here uh, in Memphis and Shelby County in terms of, of, of uh, women uh, in business? Uh, is, is it, is it, are those numbers uh, picking up? Are they robust? Where are things right now in terms of, of that? Absolutely. Um, as far as business starts, women are leading the pack. We are uh, really, really Um, stepping out there and making some of our ventures, our ideas a reality, bringing some of our expertise from perhaps jobs that we've worked on, problems that we've observed might need a solution. And women are really leading the pack. And um, Memphis is fertile ground for entrepreneurialism, period, but definitely for women. It's one of the top metros in the country for uh, women-owned business starts. Well, that, that's uh, that's got to be encouraging to you. I, I, I would imagine uh, there was a time when it wasn't quite like that. But more and more people, I think, are, are starting to to understand that that uh, uh, that women, uh, you know, can be very successful uh, in the business world as entrepreneurs in particular. Uh, you know, I, I read a little bit about all of that and really, you know, trying to start people on their way. Uh, you know, I think that that you you mentioned, you know, helping them, you know, from from the back door, kind of giving them that support and that encouragement. Uh, I, I, do you have a lot of, of women that come to you that say, look, uh, Venetia, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking to start my own business and, and 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 things like that. What can you do to help me? Are there more women out there who are looking to be uh, future entrepreneurs around here? Yeah, absolutely. We have seen, I mean, a great deal of interest. We started the Women's Business Center July 21, 
And um, in just a little over a year, we've seen about 1,300 women-owned businesses. And that is, I'm sure, just a small portion, just a fraction of all of those that are out there. And we service businesses that are in ideation, so maybe they just have an idea. Businesses that are new, so maybe they have just started, um, just started servicing customers. They may be less than like three years old and very established businesses, businesses that may have significant sizable contracts, perhaps those that are even looking at selling their business, mm -hmm. um, succession planning. So really the spectrum uh, is where we hit. And women are um, statistically, uh, I, I sometimes I tread lightly when saying that definitely pretend, depending on the audience, statistically women-owned businesses actually fare better. Women tend to um, not be quite as risky, which sometimes doesn't work in our favor, but it does mean usually if we're going to start, we want to make sure we start strong. And so um, great, great, great opportunity for investments are out there with women-owned businesses. Women-owned businesses are great um, loan and capital investments. So for our lenders, women really try to make sure that we're going to be good stewards of that money. So uh, it's a, it's a great landscape right now, Chip. You uh, you mentioned thirteen hundred. You said about thirteen hundred uh, women owned businesses. Uh, I think since, since twenty one. That to me seems like an awful lot of Anisha. That that and that and that says to me uh, that there really is interest and 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 uh, some some fairly decent success in terms of this. And you touched on it a little bit, but but why else are are women owned businesses more likely uh, in your estimation? As somebody who done this for a while, uh, uh, able to succeed, do you think? I think also it's been much harder for women to walk this way, right? Which is one of the reasons that there's a need for a women's business center. You know, this is a space that is, um, because it's SBA, we do not turn anyone away. You know, if a man comes through our doors, uh, we definitely want to be able to service that um, male entrepreneur. We see young entrepreneurs, youth entrepreneurs come through our door as well. But historically, women have not always had spaces where they felt, um, I guess, accepted or supported mm -hmm. in that entrepreneurial ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very important to have that space. But because it has been so difficult, I think it made those high barriers of entry for women just made sure that you had to be that much more prepared, right? If you were going to take a risk, you're really doing your very best to do your due diligence and make sure that it's calculated and you've thought through all the possible scenarios and you have a plan A, plan B, plan C. Um, and so I really think that a lot of those things are the reason why uh, women-owned ventures are are doing better, you know, just because you had to make sure that it was a, the probability of success was greater if you were going to be taken seriously. Are the, are the, are the barriers you just mentioned, are they still as high as they once were, uh, or are they starting to come down just a bit uh, because of the success of women in business? So they're still high, but I will say that they have been called out, right? So a lot of times when they get called out, people are much more cognizant. So they're trying to pay attention so that they can support women in clearing those hurdles, right? And one of those barriers will say maybe access to capital, whereas historically a woman goes into a bank she might not be um, an ideal candidate for a loan for a myriad of factors. Maybe she's not the primary breadwinner. Perhaps she doesn't have a significant credit history. Yeah. There are a lot of things that might be looked at as dings against her. Mm -hmm. Well, because 
people, men and women, have been um, calling out that disparity. I think lenders are much more mindful, investors are much more mindful, so they're being intentional about making sure that women can clear those hurdles. So they still exist, but I think you have a lot more people trying to bring them down, which is creating some change, which is good. Well, that, that is good, and I would imagine that the more successful uh, women are in business, uh, the, 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 I guess, uh, the better the barriers are coming down because women are are, are starting and exceeding expectations. And, and then what you do uh, with the Women's Business South, uh, you know, in terms of expectations, uh, do you see a lot of the clients and people that you work for, people that you know, uh, women-owned businesses, uh, are exceeding expectations? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's sort of like um, you can take it akin to like talented 10th and certain groups understand that language, right? But you already know you have to be better, mm-hmm. right? So if you have to be better in order to succeed, then generally you're going to sort of meet that expectation. So, so many of our WBE, so many of our women business owners really are um, sailing over different hurdles. They still have many of them. Yeah. And that's why technical support is so significant because maybe they don't come from generational business ownership, right? So they don't know a lot of the systems and things that are necessary in order for them to succeed in business, or they don't have an MBA or some type of business degree, or maybe even in their network, their organic network, they might not have an attorney, a CPA, you know, some of the different critical roles that are important to succeed in business. But that entrepreneur, that women business, that woman business owner is really trying to make sure to build that system of support and sharpen her skill set so that um, she's really good at networking. So if there are gaps, she can help to fill those gaps. Mm. If there are skills that she can build, build those skills. It's been really amazing watching a lot of the women uh, in the center and how how prepared they are, how skilled they are. So listen, before I let you get out of here, uh, if uh, anybody who is interested uh, in uh, utilizing your professionalism and your services at the Women's Business Center South, how can they get in contact? Yes, the best way to find us is to go to our website, which is WBC, like Women's Business Center, South, S-O-U-T-H, so W-B-C-S-O-U-T-H dot org dot O-R-G, W-B-C-S-O-U-T-H dot O-R-G. Um, there's information about the services that we provide, information about the center. There is an application where you can request support. You submit that form and you will get entered into our pipeline, like our client database, okay. where you will get outreach for one-on-one support. You'll get information on classes. So that's the best way. And then, of course, we have telephone, 901-275-1919, 901-275-1919. And we have an info at wbcsouth.org email address. Well, listen, uh, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show tonight. And uh, I've, I've, I've learned a lot, and I hope that our listeners uh, have learned a lot as well. Venetia Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen, Executive Director of the Women's Business Center South. Venetia, thank you again for coming on the show, providing uh, wonderful information uh, for us. And I am glad to see uh, that things are, are on the move, especially for women entrepreneurs. Thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Chip. I appreciate the opportunity. You have a great night, okay? Take care. You too. All right, bye-bye. 
there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Everything you wanted to know about starting your own business, uh, Venetia Mitchell and the folks at the Women's Business Center South uh, can absolutely help you do just that. Uh, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, uh, we are going to continue with the broadcast. We're going to talk to uh, someone who can uh, tell us about uh, Bridges USA, its function, and how it can help uh, your young people uh, start out on the right track and maybe even succeed. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. Quick break. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by Shell Days Music Festival, presented by Mempho, April 21st and 22nd at Overton Park Shell. Shell Days will feature two days of music with Trampled by Turtles, Southern Avenue, Leftover Salmon, Neil Francis, Paul Thorne, and Bailey Bigger. More information at memphopresents.com. This is Clarkport Keys with Crosstown Brewing Company. WYXR is supported by Crosstown Brewing Company's CBC Classic Golf Tournament on Saturday, April 1st at the Links at Galloway. A portion of the proceeds will benefit WYXR. More information available at crosstownbeer.com. At WYXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WYXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at WYXR.org. Do you want to place your company in front of Memphis cultural consumers and influencers? How about interacting with them in a meaningful way? WYXR's second annual stereo sessions at the Memphis Listening Lab is back. We are looking for sponsors to support WYXR's exploration of unsung albums from the musical history of Memphis. For more information, email us at sponsorships at WYXR.org. Did you know you could donate your vehicle and support WYXR at the same time? We offer free pickup and it's tax deductible. Go to cars.wyxr.org to donate your car today. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this 13th day of March 2023. Uh, very happy to have you with us and very happy to have my next guest with us. Uh, we have all heard of Bridges USA, and we know how important they are to uh, the development of our young people. 
And I thought it would be good to have somebody on to talk a little bit about that. They have a, a, a program entitled the Bridge Builder Program. And I wanted to bring on someone who could talk to us a little bit about that. And uh, maybe if your children, uh, you know, want to be involved in this as we're getting close to the summertime months, this might be a good opportunity. Uh, please welcome to the show Mario Hendricks. Mario is the vice president of programs for Bridges USA, and he's also an alumnus of the program. Uh, Mario, uh, welcome to Real Talk Memphis. It's great to have you with us tonight. Mario? It's here for the opportunity to be here this, this evening here. Thank you. Yes, sir, man. Absolutely that. So uh, for those who don't know, give us a, a little bit of a history uh, about Bridges USA and kind of what, USA, what uh, Bridges USA is all about. Cool. So Bridges is the overall organization, and we were celebrating our 100 year last year. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, we started in the uptown community, and we are back there right now. And the Bridge Builders Program is the actual pro uh, leadership program, and we are celebrating 35 plus years. So we've been in the community uh, serving you for a long time. That is a long time, 35 years. And you actually went uh, through uh, uh, the, the Bridge Builder program, did you not? Yes, yes. I came through actually when I was going to my 10th grade year and uh, I didn't want to come. I was the only student from my particular school that uh, that went to the program. And uh, once I wanted to leave, actually, and go home, but my, my grandparents packed my clothes, made me come. <laughs> and uh, there's something that... Uh, <laughs> I am truly, truly honored and thankful that they put me in. Well, you've, you've obviously uh, stayed with them uh, for, for, for quite a long period of time. Now that you worked yourself up into the position of vice president, talk to us about why this program is so important, uh, especially to our young people uh, today. Uh, I think we need to get a, a good picture, uh, in particular, where we are now uh, as we look outside versus uh, what it is that you all are trying to do to build up these young men and women. So uh, that's a, that was a great question there. I think one of the key things that really separates Bridge Builders from a lot of other organizations is that we are really working for students to not only have an impact, but they actually see the impact that they're having on themselves and our community. I mean, basically there are three pillars that we really focus on. This leadership, that's truly uh, having an appreciation for diversity. So breaking down those barriers, the cultural lines, mm -hmm. we're tackling systemic, uh, systemic injustice. But the biggest thing is also community action. Now you may think of it as community service, but we purposely use the language of community action because whatever, whichever area they were in, no matter what organization that we're working with, we want the students to have an understanding of the root causes of that particular issue. So once we leave that area, the students on their own will want to go back and have a greater impact on that particular area. So it's not about for us just doing something in the community or showing the students their leadership skills, but it's all, it's all about, well, what can I do to apply those skills to myself and to my community? Mm. That's the, the, the essence of bridge builders. Wow, that so 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 basically, you're 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 actually giving these students ownership of of uh, you're going to be a part of all of this, and you're going to be a part of the solution. Uh, you're actually t telling them to take ownership of of of, of uh, whatever particular area that, that they're involved with. Uh, you're not just putting them out there, leaving them out there. There's some responsibility. It sounds like that goes with this. Exactly, exactly, and that's 
for a lot of people, Bridgeville is for a lot of students. Bridgeville is, is that second home to them. And that's because whenever they walk into those those buildings, our our doors, they're not treated as a as as a kid. They're not treated as someone who just their values aren't uh, valuable. They're, they're not labeled. We really see the students as co as colleagues. We have what we call a youth and adult equ equity, which means that our language when we're working with the students is all about making sure that they know that they have a place at the table with us. And that's for any sixth through 12th grader. Our application is live right now for the students that will, and it's not just, right now our students, our youth, they have a, um, you know, it's a negative kind of connotation that's out there. Yeah. But that's just a, a minor number. The majority of the students and the majority of youth in our community is seeking opportunities to be at the table with us, the adults. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds it sounds like it. Now, I was going to ask you what the parameters were. I think you said from sixth grade up. Is that is that correct? Mm -hmm. Our uh, year-round programming is for students that are currently in the sixth through eleventh grade. Okay. But if there may be some organizations out there, youth groups that would like to have a result experience, we have programming for those uh, students as well. So, but primarily, we are recruiting for our. Uh, collaborate level, which is rising 7th through 12th graders, but they're currently in school right now, 6th grade through 11th grade. So uh, um, they're, they're still in school, uh, but uh, to, to be a part of the program, uh, how long is the pro uh, is the program, uh, Mario? Is it is it is it years? Is it semester? I mean, how do you uh, break, break it down in terms of uh, time spent? Cool. So students are selected. And they will go through a one-week summer leadership conference in June or July, depending on the grade they're going to be in when school starts in the fall. Mm -hmm. And after that one-week summer leadership conference, during the academic year, there are many different events that the students participate in. So they're with us basically for a full year. That's June and July all the way through to April of the following year. And those uh, in that leadership conference, as I said, our language is very particular. It's a leadership conference. It's not a camp. It's not a, uh, you know, one week funding. It's all about preparing the students to be continuous leaders in our community. What is uh, what is uh, your selection process look like? You say students have to be selected. What 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 goes into uh, uh, that process of selection? We let me break, break it down. There is no GPA that we're looking for. There is no uh, grade point average. We only ask the students uh, to do a personal statement. You know, why you want to be a bridge builder? But beyond that, that is what really their uh, list of honors or awards they may have mm -hmm. in school. Mm -hmm. But the scope is why we're looking for any student that is seeking the opportunity to have a place at the table. Our reach right now is the greater Mid-South. So any public school, private school, charter, uh, we have students as far as Tipton County, um, Munford, down to uh, northern Mississippi, all of West Memphis, Arkansas. So the greater Memphis area for any, I can't express it apart enough, any rising currently 6th to 11th grader, you can write an essay, demographic information, and that's what we're looking for, the students who when the students who a lot of times I looked over and like, oh, you want, that's the student that can be a bridge builder. Hmm. That's very interesting. Uh, so uh, before I let you get out of here, uh, if uh, there are parents listening to this, 
who want their children to be involved in in, a, in your program, Bridge Builders program, uh, how do they contact you? How do they reach you? Well, they can jump skate and you go ahead and fill out the application right now because it is live. And that's at bridgesusa.org. Mm -hmm. And if you want to give me a call, you can 901-260-3770. And that's another unique thing about Bridge Builders. There is no, there's not a lot of uh, distance you have to get to the staff members. We're really personal. We really make sure that any student or any family that comes through the program have an opportunity to connect with us. So it's bridgesusa.org. BridgesUSA.org, and uh, it, it sounds as if uh, uh, if they're going to be a part of this, though, Mario, uh, it sounds like you all emphasize that if you're going to be a part of this, you need to be serious about about uh, what this is all about. Am I correct in that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Once you sign, sign up now, I always say once you sign up and you take that first step with us, you're going to be connected. We have students who, like myself, they may have joined us in their sixth grade, going to their seventh grade year, mm -hmm. and their bridge builders today graduate high high school. There are thousands of bridge builders in our community doing some extraordinary things. Well, that is what we want to hear. And Mario, Mario Hendricks, ladies and gentlemen, Vice President of Programs for Bridges uh, USA, talking to us about the Bridge Builder Program. Mario, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, best of luck uh, uh, and, and tremendous success. Uh, you know, from now uh, in, into the future. And we look forward to seeing uh, even more and greater things from our future bridge builders out there. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great evening now. You too, man. Take care. Mm -hmm. Mario Hendricks, ladies and gentlemen, uh, talking about uh, Bridges, uh, Bridges USA, the Bridge Builder Program. And you can get your kids in uh, if they are interested, sixth grade up. Uh, it is open and it is live right now. As he said, go online and uh, check that out. And if it's something that you want your child to be involved in, uh, sign them up, get them in uh, to an absolutely great program. We're going to take our final break of this hour. And when we come back, we're going to shift gears and talk about uh, athletics uh, with a certified athletic trainer. This is the Monday edition of Real Talk Memphis. I do I, every every night. I'm thinking about 14 things, by the way, at this one time here. But this is Real Talk Memphis, and I am Chip, and we will be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Now's your chance to sound off. You can help WYXR grow by taking a moment to fill out our brief listener survey. And your completion of the survey enters you into a raffle where you could win some big prizes. Prizes include WYXR merch, two reserved seats at one of our stereo sessions, or a pair of tickets to see Tank and the Bangas at Minglewood Hall on April 2nd. Visit survey.wyxr.org to complete the survey and enter to win. Can't find your radio? Maybe you're out of town and missing that Memphis feeling? WYXR can go with you wherever you travel with our mobile app for Android and Apple. 
Listen live or explore our archive and keep up to date with notifications. Download in your mobile app store by searching WIXR radio app or visit WIXR.org for more information. Did you know you could donate your vehicle and support WIXR at the same time? We offer free pickup and it's tax deductible. Go to cars.wixr.org to donate your car today. You're listening, but are you in the know? The WIXR weekly newsletter is the best source for keeping up with events at WIXR, whether they are happening on our airwaves, behind the scenes, or out in the community. Log on to newsletter.wixr.org to sign up for our mailing list and keep yourself in the loop. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip here with you. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I was drinking water during the break and it went down the wrong way. So pardon me as I <coughs> try to clear myself and conduct an interview at the same time. So we're very happy to have with us uh, this evening uh, Emily Carter. Emily is a certified athletic trainer. And we are talking, going to talk about uh, keeping our young people uh, in peak condition, which is something that she's trained for uh, and uh, what she does. And Emily, it is very nice to have you on Real Talk Memphis. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being here. So um, in light of uh, the uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, situation, a young athlete in the prime of his uh, you know, athletic career, of course, we all saw what happened there as he – uh, you know, uh, collapsed and uh, <clears throat> had a cardiac arrest and his heart stopped and he almost died. Uh, but, but it sort of brings to mind, I think, uh, you know, the care, uh, you know, first of all, uh, as an athletic trainer, you work for what, is it Briar, Briar Crest? Is that the school you work with? Yeah, so I am employed through Campbell Clinic Orthopedics and then Briar Crest Christian School pays Campbell Clinic to have us contracted out to be at the school full time to provide sports medicine coverage. Uh, it So, you know, what you do uh, was really uh, the, the spotlight was shown uh, in, in reference to, as we said, uh, DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin's situation, uh, the training and the, and the quick work uh, literally saved his life. Now, you're working with young athletes and in all different types of sports and varieties. So, I mean, I would obviously think that, uh, you know, you would you would uh, impart to them just how important it is. Uh, to uh, to um, make sure that you're in good shape and that you do some of the things uh, physically uh, that you need to do to try to keep yourself uh, upright, healthy, and strong. And I'm particularly thinking about the uh, the, the football uh, a- aspect of things. Uh, just how important is your job? And what do you tell these young athletes that you work with, uh, you know, on a daily basis about keeping themselves upright and, and doing the right things to keep themselves physically fit? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the important thing to remember, too, about the DeMar Hamlin situation, like you said, he's a professional athlete in Mm -hmm. peak physical condition, Mm -hmm. and things can still go wrong. So that's why it's so important to have trained medical professionals at those types of sporting events um, at the middle school, high school, collegiate, and professional levels, just because, you know, there's things that can go wrong. But um, it, it did really highlight and I think brought to light a lot of new appreciation uh, for myself and my coworker that I have at Briarcrest with me mm-hmm. just after the situation had happened, just how essential we really are in the sporting world. Um, you know, we're we're oftentimes kind of in the background a lot of the times. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's not until we go to work that people see what we do, but we do a lot more than just, you know, tape ankles and put out the waters before practices. We're trained to handle these types of situations. You are a certified athletic trainer, which means you have uh, you have a lot of training and a lot of experience in this. You've gone to school for this. You've studied this. And I do think that uh, now, and I'm sure that uh, many of the uh, student athletes over at the school that you work at, you know, don't take you for granted anymore. You're right. At one point, it was just, you know, well, we're here. We're going to tape you up. We're going to do this and do that. But when you were dealing with a real life, life and death situation, uh, in this particular case of, of a prime athlete, it does tend to wake up a lot of folks. And I mean, I would imagine that, uh, that they're paying a lot more attention to some of the things that you're trying to tell them to do. Am I correct in that? Yeah, definitely. And it it did validate a lot of the hard work and efforts that we put into our day-to-day job. Even the night that the incident with Damar Hamlin went down, I received so many text messages yeah. and encouraging phone calls from, you know, former players, current players, parents just about how thankful they were that we were able to provide that kind of service to the school and the community as well. We hear um, every now and again, we hear about a student athlete and say maybe high school or college, uh, you know, that dies unexpectedly. You know, you know, we've heard that 18, 19 years old, very, very young. Um, are there are there and when that happens, uh, uh, do you all uh, I guess, uh, you know, in terms of what you do, uh, in terms of whatever situation caused the death of a, of a student athlete, uh, does that make you all, you know, kind of raise your antennas a little bit more in terms of what may have happened to that particular individual and how, or if we can pre- possibly prevent that from happening to one of our students that we deal with on a daily basis? Yeah, so initially when, when I got hired on at the school and when any athletic trainer is put out at a school, one of the first things that you should always do is create emergency action plans or what we call EAPs for right. every venue that you might be covering. So it's just when there's an emergency, a lot of the times it kind of looks like just chaos is going on, but I can guarantee you that it's all a well-coordinated dance that, you know, different medical professionals, the coaches, everyone gets involved to ensure that everything goes according to this emergency action plan. So as much as we don't want to have to activate that, we do practice it. And it is something that we try to touch on just so that everyone is aware of what needs to happen in the case of an emergency. You work through Campbell Clinic and Campbell Clinic, of course, is a place that is that is well known 
uh, and well-renowned, you know, for handling, uh, you know, uh, certain uh, types of, of injuries and things like that. How is working for uh, such an organization as Campbell Clinic, which, as I said, is, 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 is renowned uh, for the care that they offer, how beneficial, how important is that uh, to, uh, to you personally and to what you try to instill in these young athletes that you deal with? Yeah, for me personally, it's been a great experience. Just, um, you know, this was my first job out of college, and now I've been in this profession for almost five years. So coming into a place such as Campbell Clinic that's so well-known and positively received by the community was really encouraging. And all of my coworkers have been in the athletic training field for a lot longer than I have most of the time. So it was really nice to kind of learn the ropes from people that have been here and, you know, handled situations like that in the past. So it's just full of really amazing people. Um, personally, you know, on the athletic training side, we have 19 full-time athletic trainers that are contracted out to various schools in the Memphis area. We even send a few down to the Mississippi schools. Mm. Um, and then we have a few that uh, can come in when we need some extra coverage at various events that we provide sports medicine coverage to. And then on the physician side as well, we work pretty close with the physicians. So if we have an athlete that gets hurt out of the school, a lot of the times we have a team physician that we can refer them to so that we know they're getting seen by the proper yeah. person, which is really beneficial for not only us because we can communicate back and forth with the physician, but also it's very reassuring for the athlete and the parents just to know that they're being sent to someone that's well-trusted. And all of the Campbell Clinic physicians are incredible. Absolutely that. And you mentioned the number of, of, of trainers that there are. Is, is there not one at every school? If there, if there isn't, should there be one at every school that has an athletic program? Yeah, there. this is definitely um, something that is needed in all high schools across all America. Mm -hmm. um, there's not an athletic trainer at every school in Memphis, and we're not even close to that number just because of different financial reasons, things like that. But um, I had listened to a NFL preparedness podcast after the whole Damar Hamlin situation, and one of the people in the NFL community went as far to say that if you're not able to provide an athletic trainer, you shouldn't be able to have sports at your school. That's how much they valued our services. So what's your take on that? What, what's your take on that, Emily? What do you think about that? I definitely think that we are needed out at not only the schools that can afford us, but every place that has athletics. I mean, you never know when something's going to come up. So it's definitely a service that should be implemented everywhere worldwide. Well, I got to tell you something. Uh, you know, I, I, I am in awe of, uh, of the work that you all do, uh, the training, the preparedness, uh, to be able to, and we and we saw we saw the result of that. You know, all of us on national television, and 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 uh, Demar Hamlin is is still alive, uh, strictly because of uh, uh, certified trainers like yourself. 
Uh, Emily Carter, thank you so much for taking some time out uh, to uh, come and uh, visit with us here uh, on Real Talk Memphis tonight. Really appreciate you and, and thank you for the work that you do uh, with our young folks as well as thanking the Campbell Clinic uh, for the magnificent partnership and training uh, that they provide as well. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Absolutely that. You have a great night. We'll talk to you down the road. Uh, really appreciate you. Uh, Emily Carter, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, uh, you know, she's a certified athletic trainer and we're getting into the season now. Football season is uh, about to kick off again. And uh, so, you know, the, the position that uh, she has and so many others that do what she does have uh, is extraordinarily valuable uh, to uh, especially to your young athlete uh, in taking care of themselves and their body and everything else. And uh, that wraps up uh, this edition of uh, Real Talk Memphis. It's been a good show tonight. We've gotten a lot of information out, even on this spring break edition. Now, I know a lot of you are probably out of town right now, but lucky for you, uh, that uh, this uh, show is not only on the World Wide Web, but it is also a podcast. So if you happen to miss this fine piece of radio broadcasting this evening, uh, you can always catch it when they post it uh, tomorrow to all podcast platforms. And as Brent plays us out, uh, I look outside and I see the sun is starting to set, although it's still light, so we can find our way out of the parking lot. Uh, if, <laughs> uh, thank you all for... Uh, <laughs> being with us tonight, the ones of you who have been with us this evening. I uh, really appreciate you. really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you each and every week. Uh, try to provide uh, some uh, good information for you to take along with you. You're on spring break. I hope that you enjoy yourself. Stay safe. Stay up. Stay healthy. And more importantly, stay out of trouble. Okay? We look to uh, see you next week. So, uh, for Nicole, for Lola, for Bryn, I'm Chip. This is Real Talk Memphis. Have a great week. We are out. It's real talk. It's real talk. It's real talk. What's up, JMB? It's real talk. How you doing, man? Good to see you, man. Yeah. Always good to see you. Welcome to real talk. Real yeah, host. yeah, it's a thing. It's real talk. It's real talk. Dana!